Welcome to the Oasis Church Podcast. We're so excited that you join us today. And wherever you're listening from or whenever you're listening to this, we hope that you are encouraged. And if you ever want to join us in person, you can always join us at 10 a.m. at 197 Imperial Boulevard in Hendersonville, Tennessee. But we love you and we hope that you're encouraged today. I'm so excited for the next few weeks because we're going to talk about something that is a foundation of our faith and should be the foundation of your life. And uh, Stephanie and I, Pastor Stephanie and I, we think about you guys all the time. And uh, we listen to you guys. We pay attention to you guys. And uh, we see, we get to know you guys. And we know what you're going through. We, are you, is that for me? Is it? Was it not? <sighs> You can have that back. I feel, does everyone in here realize that this water was not for me? All right, I just, I know. It's so cold and great though. Mine's right there. Just take that and you can drink it. This is colder. Love you. Thank you. That was the equivalent of like, I'm fine, right? Like that was... It can be your water. <laughs> what are you talking about? So anyway, thank you. Uh, we pay attention to you guys, and we get to know you guys, and we try to know what you're going through so that we can get up here, and we can help teach you things that are going to help you where you are. And uh, I don't know if I've seen a lot of people in our church necessarily, uh, a huge group of people talk about the Bible, but something that we see in culture right now is the Bible is constantly being questioned. It's being attacked in some ways. It's being misunderstood construed, it's being misrepresented, and something that we want to do is we want to teach you about the Bible, not just teach you the Bible, hopefully you get that every single week, but we want to teach you about the Bible because the Bible is reliable. The Bible is important in your life, and so we want to help you, uh, we want to help unpack that over the next few weeks. So this week, I'm going to talk about one thing. Next week, Pastor Stephanie's going to preach. What is your, is it about the Bible being reliable? Yeah, what, okay, that's good. And uh, we're gonna kind of get into different translations of the Bible. What does that mean? Why are there so many translations? And then we're gonna talk about, is the Bible reliable? Like, can the things that were written thousands of years ago be trusted today? Like, can we put our trust in this thing? And we're gonna talk about that. And that, that's the one I'm really interested in teaching you guys. We're gonna get there in a couple weeks. So if you're in here and you don't know what you believe about the Bible, you don't know maybe that like, man, uh, I, I'm not even sure if I believe that this book is true. Or maybe you're in here and you used to believe in the Bible. And you used to believe that everything in the Bible was true. And you're going through something, what a lot of people are calling these days, called a deconstruction, or you're rethinking everything. This is for you, okay? So, but if you are in here and you are deconstructing, I want to kind of teach everyone what that kind of means a little bit, but I want you, here's what I would say to you, if that's you, if you used to have a relationship with Jesus and it used to be close and now you're starting to question things in the Bible and you would consider yourself a, a person that is deconstructing, let me say these few things to you. First of this is this, stick with us over the next few weeks, okay? Come back, be here, Get your butt in a seat and just, I don't want anything from you other than you just to get here and listen to what God has to say. So get here. And then I would also challenge you to really look at where the deconstruction movement came from. Okay, I'm gonna briefly share that really quick just so that you have context because that term might not be the best term that represents you. It's just something that's a hot topic right now. It's a hot button issue and everyone's saying it. So I kind of feel like, let me t teach you what that kind of means. In short, and this is really short, it it comes from a movement that happened in the 1950s from a guy named Jacques Derrida, and he actually believed that absolute truth did not exist. 
He believed that we couldn't know that we know that we know anything in life. And uh, he actually believed that the people in charge, so the man, right? Like the people in charge set the standard for right and wrong to maintain their power over everyone else. And so he started this deconstruction movement. Uh, it bled into the Bible. And I don't think that most people in here would agree that there's no such thing as absolute truth. I think that most of us can find some common ground and agree that there are certain things that every person almost universally on earth would agree to. One of those things being, how many of y'all would agree that killing somebody is wrong? No one has to tell you that, but you just know that if I were to shoot someone in the face right now, that would be wrong, right? Like it would freak everyone out. You would know that that's wrong. Well, that's uh, something inside of you that God put there. And, uh, and so this guy would say, well, we don't really know, right? Like we don't really know if that's wrong and, and all this stuff. But he would question absolute truth because he thought the people that were in charge were actually using it to their advantage so that they could keep control over things. And so that's where the deconstruction movement came from. And if you look at what's kind of going on with the deconstruction movement right now, you can see that it's not necessarily an attack on the Bible. It's a lot of it's an attack on the church. Um, and that's a whole other thing. Maybe we'll do a whole series on that at some point. But if you're in here and that's you, uh, maybe it might be better for you to say, maybe deconstruction is not the right word. Maybe for you, it might be something like, I have some major questions about Christianity. Like that might be a better thing for you to say, or I'm rethinking some stuff when it comes to my faith. Maybe that's a better term than the term deconstruction. I think that probably represents people a little bit better. And I wanna say, if you're in here and that is you, and you are rethinking some major things about your spiritual life, and you are thinking, rethinking some things about the Bible, stay here, come back the next few weeks. Again, I don't want anything from you. I'm just gonna help teach you what the Bible says Pastor Stephanie's gonna help teach you what the Bible says, and you can make the call for yourself, all right? So come, but come with an open mind. If you're coming in here, already have figured it out, you're wasting your time, all right? I can't help, I can't change your mind, but you can have an open mind, and God can reveal things to you that way. So does that make sense, everybody? All right, very good. All right, well then, oh boy, I just shut this down. So, uh, but we see people all throughout culture right now they're picking and choosing what they like and what they don't like about the Bible. And that's actually not an uncommon practice. That's actually been happening for a long time. In fact, uh, it's not new to our generation. It feels like it's getting worse in our generation maybe, but it's not new to us. In fact, a guy named Thomas Jefferson, y'all know who Thomas Jefferson is? Come on, he, he penned, did he actually write the Declaration of Independence? Okay, he was the president? Oh, I know he was the president, but didn't he... He wrote the Declaration of Independence. That's what I thought. Man, y'all are making me question everything. I'm rethinking some things about American history right now. I'm deconstructing. I'm joking. But he actually invented a Bible, and he took out the miracles of Jesus. He took out, he took out things of Jesus that made him divine, and he tore it out of a Bible, and he actually sold the Thomas Jefferson Bible. You can actually get online, and you can buy that Bible right now. It still exists. And it was stuff that he didn't agree with in the Bible that he took out, and he, but he compiled all the moral, uh, moral teachings of Jesus and stuff like that. But anything that had to do with miracles, anything that had to do with Jesus rising from the dead, anything like that he actually took out. Well, we're really no different. And there's some stuff in the Bible that we choose to ignore because we don't like it. And I'm just going to go ahead and tell you, there's stuff in the Bible that I don't like. There's stuff in the Bible that like, 
oh, it's hard for me to swallow. It's hard for me to understand. But I'll tell you right now, the Bible is the word of God. It is the absolute truth. It is the standard for right and wrong. It is the way that we live our life. It is what we build our life on. It's what we build our parenting on. And you have to take it all or don't take any of it because everything in here is true. And, uh, and so I, I want you to understand the reason why I wanted you to bring your actual Bibles today. Come on, hold them up one more time. We're gonna be proud of these puppies today. Some of y'all brought it, like Ryan back there has a coffee table Bible. Show him that thing, dude. Hold that thing up. If y'all get out of line, he's gonna come knock you in the head and he, it will knock you out. That thing is huge. But this is not just a book. This is not just the Bible. This is the Holy Bible. It's set apart. It isn't like any other book. It's holy. It's ordained. Um, It's different. It is set apart. That's what holy means. And so we are to set this book apart in our lives. And I love technology. I read my Bible on my phone or my iPad or my computer more than you would ever know because that's how I study for messages and stuff. But um, the reason why I wanted you to bring this is to remind you, like, this book is different. It's holy. And uh, actually, the word Bible simply means book. It's a word called biblios. Y'all say biblios. Y'all just learned Greek. Look at y'all. Y'all are so great. And that is actually, that just means the word book. And there was actually a city in Egypt called Biblos. And it was the number one exporter of papyrus, which would eventually turn into paper, right? And there they learned how to bind papyrus together to make books. And so this was like the number one exporter of books. So this is just a little history lesson, all right? It has nothing to do with anything. Uh, But the Bible is not just a Biblios. It's not just a book. It's holy. This book is different. It's powerful. It's ordained. It's inerrant. It's infallible. It's true. It is God's love letter to you and to me. And our attitude toward the Bible is important. I want you to know that today. Your attitude toward the word of God is important. How you think about this book is important. And so I wanna teach you today the attitude that I would like for you to have. I I want you to, to have the right attitude toward the Bible. You see, I actually debated. Maybe next week we'll do this, but Stephanie, I don't know. We've been having a different opinion on this. I thought about not even having a screen on today and just all of us using our Bibles just to go like, maybe if we were in a hut in Haiti, how we have Bible or how we have church today, we might do that. It feels like Haiti in here right now, but we might not. There, but there, there is some, I want to be sensitive to people that might not have a Bible. Um, one thing I do want to do though is I want to give somebody this. Have y'all ever heard of this podcast, the Bible Recap Podcast? Okay, it's great, all right? This is a uh, one-year Bible reading plan, okay? And it goes in chronological order of the Bible, not in order that it's actually in the Bible, but in order of the events happening. And this woman has a podcast every single day that you can listen to that recaps what you read that day in the Bible. And this book goes along with it. So who wants it? Anybody want it? Come on. You want it? Come on, Jess. You got it right here. Y'all give her a hand. There we go. Y'all take it. Take that, Jess. What that'll do is it'll help you understand what you're reading a little bit. It'll kind of give us, they call it the God shot every day is like the big takeaway for that day. So there you go. I wanted to give that away. But I want to today, I want to increase your faith today. And here's what the Bible says. It says this in Romans chapter 10, verse 17. Did everyone get notes, by the way, that you came in? Okay. Y'all should be taking notes. Here we go. 
You go grab them. All right. If you don't have one, raise your hand. She'll bring you one. Here's what the Bible says. It says, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. If you want your faith to grow, if you want your faith to grow, it's only going to happen if you hear the word of God. You can't grow your faith without the word of God. It's impossible. So today, I wanna help grow your faith today by teaching you about God's uh, word. I want you to leave today loving God's word a little bit more, all right? This Bible is actually really important to me. I rarely preach from a Bible. I don't like taking this Bible out of my home because I lose things. Uh, Stephanie is trying not to shout amen right now. I lose stuff. Um, but this is an important Bible to me. It, it actually represents something in my life that at my last church, uh, God really took me personally through a metamorphosis. Like I, I entered into that church as an ugly little, as a little caterpillar and left a butterfly. You know what I'm saying? Like I, God changed me drastically there. And I actually went in serving at that church. The church was called Christ Fellowship. Y'all heard Pastor Todd talk a few weeks ago over video message when we all had COVID. And, um, <clears throat> And I went into that church thinking that I was gonna lead worship my entire life. That's what I've done my whole life is I would sing, I would lead worship, and that's what my identity was wrapped up in. And I was like, man, I am, I'm gonna do this forever. I love doing this. And when I got to Christ Fellowship, I did not lead worship for a year and a half. I didn't set foot on a stage. I didn't strap on the guitar. I did nothing, and I was rusty. Let me tell you right now, I sounded like a hog scratching his butt on a splinter, as Papa would say. All right, that's what my granddad always used to say. And that was bad. But God took that thing that I really loved away from me. And he didn't take it away from me because he's mean. He took it away from me to show me what God's purpose was in my life. And it wasn't to only be a worship leader. Now I can get up here and I love it. Very occasionally I'll do it and I do enjoy it, but that's not my life. God took that in my life, uh, took that time in my life and he showed me, no, no, no. Before you're anything, you're my child. That, that's who you are. And in that, I actually went through our leadership college there. God, I'm telling you, God changed me completely. I sold my guitar. I mean, I was like, all right, God, I'm going all in. I don't know what you have for me. And eventually I became a student pastor at that church. I mean, I've never done that. I've never preached before that. I didn't know what I was doing. And when I, the first day I started as a student pastor, they gave me this Bible. And uh, this Bible just represents like, there is something more in me. I'm not just a worship leader. I'm not just the pastor of this church. I'm a child of God and I'm gonna follow him with everything. That's what this Bible represents to me. And this Bible is special. I don't, like my kids don't use it. It, it sits on my desk. I use it to do my quiet times in the morning. And I want you to have a relationship with the word of God. I want the Bible that you're holding to be special to you. Because contained in this Bible is the answer to everything that you're looking for. It's the answer to your better marriage. It's the answer to your future. It's the answer to more godly kids. It's the answer to a better business. It's, it's how you become a better friend. It's how you become a better dad, a better mom. It's all found here. It's not found anywhere else. 
And so that's why I want you to, to love the Bible. In the Bible, the, actually the longest chapter in the Bible is Psalm 119. There's a good chance if you have your Bible right now, if you just opened it to the middle of your Bible, it would land in Psalms somewhere. It's the biggest book in the Bible. And in the biggest book of the Bible, the biggest chapter in the Bible is all about, guess what? God's word. That's what it's about. Psalm 119, it's all about God's word. And right in the middle of that chapter, it says this. It says, oh, how I love your law. That's another way, way of saying the Bible. Oh, how I love your Bible. I meditate on it all day long. Your commands are always with me, listen to this, and make me wiser than my enemies. The writer of the Psalms is wanting us to recognize something that you and I need to remember today is that, the Bible benefits us. The Bible will benefit your life. The Bible will benefit you. The Bible will help you. The Bible will guide you. The, the Bible will benefit you. You have something to gain from the Bible. So here's three things that I want for you today when it comes to the Bible. One, I want you to love the word of God. Y'all say love. Come on, I want you to love the word of God. Anyone in your life that you love, you will defend. You'll fight for them. How many of y'all have ever seen your mama go mama bear on somebody before? Come on. How many of you mamas have gone mama bear on somebody before? Or dad have gone, okay, when somebody messes with your babies, what happens? The claws come out, baby. It is, it is over, right? Forget the sticker on the back of my car that says Oasis Church, I'm coming after you with a tire thumper. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just how it is. You defend the things that you love. I really don't lose my cool with strangers. Um, I've done it three times in my adult life. Uh, in my whole adult life, I've lost my cool three times. Uh, I've gotten into, and this is me getting into a verbal altercation, not a physical altercation. One of them I thought was gonna go there, but it didn't. One time was with a, uh, at Grand Central Station in New York City. I, I yelled at a lady there one time. That's another story for another time. Uh, one time was with a manager at an apartment complex that Steph and I were going to move into right after we got married. And they told us we were approved and they told us we weren't approved. So I, I was like, well, what happened? So I went to the actual place with Stephanie and he was so rude. And he started saying, well, no, you didn't get approved. By the end of our, like, we were toe-to-toe, nose-to-nose. My, my finger was in his face, and I was like, you are not going to tell my future wife that we don't have a place to live. I was losing it. But that's not the time I'm going to tell you about today. I'm going to tell you about the third time, okay? This was actually, Steph and I had been married, and I was living in Knoxville at the time, and I was headed to your house to watch The Walking Dead. Um, and this is when Jordan lived there, and uh, so I was headed over there. The next day, we were closing on our house, in, or we were... You were moving the next day. You were, yeah, yeah. And so I was going to wake up early in the morning, go to, Knox, or go to Hendersonville or Gallatin, pick up our little baby Reuben child and Stephanie and bring all of our stuff to Knoxville and we were going to move. That's what I, that was going to happen. So the night before we move, um, I'm at Jordan's house or I'm headed to Jordan's house. Stephanie, there, there's nothing in the house. There's no pots and pans. There's no silverware, no plates. I mean, everything is in boxes. And she's there by herself with, a, how old was Ruben at the time? 13 months old. I mean, the dude was little. And, uh, and so she got online and ordered Jets. Oh, I'm sorry, I wasn't supposed to say that. <laughs> ordered at a pizza establishment that starts with a J and ends in Ed's Pizza. And, <laughs> oops, 
<laughs> Lord, help me today. Um, and I remember, it, or she told me, or then online it said that it was only going to take 45 minutes to get there. So she was like, perfect. Because you know when kids are that young, like they got to go to bed at a certain time or don't nobody want to be with those kids. And so she orders it and she waits and waits and waits. After an hour and a half, no pizza at the house. And so Stephanie calls and a, a lady answers the phone and uh, Steph says, hey, I ordered a pizza. And she's so nice. She doesn't get mad at anybody. And, uh, and so she orders, she said, hey, I ordered a pizza online. It said it'd be 45 minutes. And the lady cuts her off and says, well, that's just what it says online. It takes much longer than that. And so Steph was like, okay, uh, well, how much longer is it going to take? She's like, I don't know. Uh, okay, I don't know. And Steph was like, okay. She says, I'll, I'll make sure the driver gets there soon. So she waits another 45 minutes. So we're like a few hours into this thing now. Stephanie calls back. She's pretty upset now. And she says, I don't even know if I want the peach anymore. That lady said, fine, and hung up, the, hung up on her. And so again, I don't know any of this is happening. I'm watching people getting their brains eaten out on The Walking Dead. I'm dreading my drive to Hendersonville in the morning. She calls me and she's crying. Now, if you've ever had your wife cry because someone else hurt them, something rises up on the inside of you. And so I'm like, what happened? She tells me what happened. And so, okay, I'll call him. Relax. You know, it's fine. And so I call this pizza establishment and, uh, and I, I call, I was super calm. I, I will tell you, I was calm at first. I said, hey, my wife just called me and she's crying because she said somebody here hung up on her and was super rude. Can you, like, do you know who that was? And the lady goes, oh, that was me. And she was like proud about it. And I'm not sure what happened after that. <laughs> I saw a flash of light and I laid into this lady. I'm talking, I mean, I was going, I was was like, you, you don't talk to my wife that way. I cannot believe you do that. And I'm like just going on and on and on. And finally, I, and so we get to the point where she, I said, I am never eating another bite of Jet's pizza ever again in my life, which hurt because it is so good, by the way. And she said, I don't care. And I was like, that's your problem. I'm like freaking out on this lady. All of a sudden she starts to cry on the phone. I've made her cry now. And she hands the phone off to some random dude. And he's like, sir, sir, calm down. I'm like, get her back on the phone right now. She gets back on the phone and I'm like, she said, what do you want from me? You want me to go over there and give your wife a hug? And, I, and that's where I really lost it. And I'll just be honest. I said, no, I want you to get your butt in the car and deliver this pizza to my house right now. That's what I want. And so she hangs up on me. I call Steph and say, hey, you might want to get something else. I don't think they like us. I don't think you're going to want to eat the pizza that they bring to our house. It will have poison in it, right? And so the next day I send this email off to their corporate office and the regional manager calls me and he was so apologetic. He said, what do you want? How can we make this right? I said, I want that lady to hand deliver as much pizza as my wife wants cheese sticks and a handwritten apology letter to my wife. That's what I want. And he said, well, sir, I don't think that's going to be possible, but I'd be glad to deliver the pizza tomorrow. So he actually brought the pizza the next day, made it right. I've only had it once since then. I had a change of heart. I was going through a freedom class and the Lord was like, get over it, Clint, right? You're fine. But the point is this, you will defend the things that you love. You will fight for the things that you love and you don't have to try. And let me just say this. I really don't do that very much. That is very out of character for me, but it did. It just, something just got me right there. So you haven't seen Jet's Pizza at this church, and I'm not going to say why, but that might be the reason. I'm joking. Um, I don't think she works there any longer. I'll say that. 
But the point is we will defend the things that we love. Listen, and I want y'all to hear me. The Bible is being attacked. The Bible's being attacked. And I'm not saying, and here's, please hear me on this. We are not to be the people that are gonna be mean to other people when they attack the Bible. But we will defend the Bible on how we live. We will stand up for what the Bible teaches. We will stand strong on God's word. Why? Because we love the Bible. That does not mean that we get on Facebook and we blast people for having a different point of view. We're not, we're not those people. We're gonna do it by the way that we live. We're gonna love people. We're gonna be truth, truthful and honoring of people. We're not gonna be mean, but we're not gonna bend on what God's word teaches us. We have to love the word of God. Here's what the Bible says. It says, all scripture is God-breathed and it's useful Again, it's gonna benefit you. It is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the servant of God, not just me, but also you, may be thoroughly equipped for your marriage, for your mind, for your children, your finances, your business, your relationship, for every good work. That's what the Bible is for. It's to help you in every good work. It equips you. It equips you. So what happens inside of you when the Bible gets attacked? What happens inside of you? You just go with the crowd or do you stand on God's word? I want you to love the word of God in such a way that you can identify when somebody's speaking against it. So you can understand what culture is trying to get you to think so that you can understand, no, 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 that's not what God's word says. It says this in 1 Thessalonians 2.13. And we also thank God continually because when you received, y'all say the received, received the word of God, which you heard from us, you accepted it. Not as a human word, but as it actually is the word of God, which is indeed at work in you who believe. The word received there, it's actually in the original language. It was a word called dekomai. Y'all say dekomai. Y'all are learning Greek all over the place today. Look at y'all. Y'all are so smart. It's the word dekomai. And here's the picture that that word paints. How many of y'all, whenever you have guests coming over from out of town, that you are just cleaning up your house like a madman? You're vacuuming, you're dusting, you're putting away everything in that one closet that you're like, please God, don't let them open this door or they will die. Or you're like, you're yelling at the kids. You got to dust, you got to vacuum everything. All of the little stuff that you've just lived with on the floor is got to be picked up. The dishes got to be done. The kitchen's got like, that's, you're just ready. And you're, you do all that so that you can be ready to receive your guests. That's what this word receive is talking about in this. It says, hey, you received the word of God. You got yourself ready to receive the word of God. They received it. They welcomed it into their life. They, they were ready. They welcomed it into their lives. They loved the word of God. And I want you to love the word of God. I want you to love what God says to you. I want you to love spending time in this word. I want you to just love being in God's presence in his word. So the first thing is we're gonna love the word of God. The second thing is this, learn God's word. Y'all say learn learn God's word. Well, Pastor Clint, how do I learn it? I'm so glad you asked. All right, here we go. Three things on how to learn the word of God. First one is this, listen to God's word, just like you're doing right now. Listen to it, get into church, keep coming back. I, can, I, don't, I can't vouch for every church, but if you come to this church, you're gonna hear the word of God. 
You're going to hear it. Just make this a priority. Get here. Get here. Okay, well, I had a bad week. I think I haven't been in a while. I don't care. Just get here. Get to church. You're going to hear the word of God. And and keep checking this thing out. Listen to God's words. And and here's what I'm going to free you of something right now. You don't just have to listen to me preach God's word. And everybody said a good amen. Come on. Y'all don't have to just listen to me. In fact, I'm giving you five other people to listen to right now. You can podcast all of these people. I trust them. I vouch for them. The first one is this. Church of the Highlands in uh, Birmingham, Alabama. Pastor Chris Hodges. He is phenomenal. They actually started ARC that we planted our church through. He has no idea who I am, but he has mentored me in ways that he would never even know. The second one is this, City Light Church, Pastor Jabin Chavez, they're in uh, Las Vegas. Did I see the Tays in here, right? They were, yeah, they're back there somewhere. He's in Las Vegas, Nevada, and uh, that's where he's based out of. You may have seen him pop up on your Instagram if you're on there. He's all over doing stuff. He can teach the Bible in an amazing way, make it come to life. Next Level Church, Steph and I are part of uh, Pastor Matt and Sarah Keller's Brotherhood and Sisterhood group. So they provide small groups made up of other pastors for guys and girls, and uh, we're a part of that. They mentor us. They're in uh, Fort Myers, Florida, Next Level Church. The, another one is Free Chapel, Pastor Jensen Franklin. Come on now. Yeah, you didn't, he knows who it is right there. Sam knows Jensen. Now, if you want an old school preacher, all right, on fire, filled with the Holy Ghost, Jensen Franklin's your man, all right? So that dude, I mean, he could, he's going like a house on fire. You know what I mean? He's good. And then the last one I'd recommend is Christ Fellowship. Pastor Tom Julie Mullins, we were on staff there for six years. They're some of the most encouraging people ever. Take a screenshot of this. Take a picture of your phone. Listen to these people. Listen to God's word. They're all gonna teach God's word and you're gonna be able to listen to God's word. It says this in Matthew chapter seven. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. How many of y'all remember that song when you were growing up, right? The wise man built his house upon a rock. Come on. Okay, one row knows it. Wise man built his house upon the rock and the rain came tumbling down. Yeah, okay, the the song lasts like 15 minutes. Here's the gist. (laughs) Here's the gist. Everybody's going through a storm. But it's amazing to see how different people react to the same storm that they're all going through. People that have their lives built on this book right here. The storm, you can find shelter in the storm. You're not going to avoid the storm magically because you're a Christian. No, you're going to build your life on a solid foundation if you build it on this word. And you can go through the same storm as someone else, and you're not going to be moved. Why? Because you built your house on the rock. That's why the Bible is important. Second thing is this, read God's word. So you're going to listen to God's word. You're going to read God's word. Jesus says this. Jesus answered, it is written, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Matthew 4, 4. Here's some things I want you to do. Or you can put that next slide up. Get a paper Bible, all right? If you don't have an actual Bible, take one of ours. We bought these for you. Take one with you. The second thing I would tell you is this, is set a time aside every day to read your Bible. I do mine in the morning times. Typically when our kids start school, I, and I do this before I go work out. I do this before I do anything, is I'll sit and I'll read my Bible. If I can get my spiritual stuff together first, everything else can fall in line the rest of my day. That's my time. So set aside time to actually read your Bible. Have a Bible reading plan, 
All right, now, this is where it gets tricky. If you wanna actually be in your, your Bible, you can get online and just find a one-year Bible plan and you'll read a little bit of the Old Testament, a little bit of the New Testament, a Psalm and a Proverbs. It takes about 10 minutes a day. It is not long. And by the end of 365 days, you will have read the entire Bible and it only took you about 10 minutes a day. And that's a great plan. You can find that online. There's a ton of them out there. The book that you have will do it for you, okay? So you can do it right there. And here's the deal. Don't get caught up on missing a day. If you miss a day, don't even worry about making it up. Just start on the day that you're on. Or if you're doing the one-year Bible plan and you miss September, or September 25th, you miss today, just pick up September 26th tomorrow. Be free of the legalism of missing your Bible reading. I know on the YouVersion app, they have that streak where like you'll show a zero or a one. You're like, dadgummit. Be free in Jesus' name, okay? Listen, let that fall off of you. It is okay. The Lord loves you, all right? So just stay consistent. And then the last thing I always tell you is don't just read the Bible. Let the Bible read you. Like sit in it for a second. Like read this and just take a moment and say, God, what do I need to take from this? God, how can I make this uh, change my life with this? God, how, wh what do you want to say to me? What are you saying to me right now, God? Just sit and listen and see what God is telling you. Don't just read the Bible. Let the Bible read you. This word is living and active. It knows, and the, the Holy Spirit knows, and it's gonna use this Bible to show you things in your life that you need. And the last thing I would say is this, is so we're gonna listen to God's word, read God's word, and then we're gonna study God's word. And hear me out. We don't study the Bible just to get smarter. That's not the purpose of the Bible. In fact, the Bible says this. That's what the Pharisees did. It says this in John 5. You study the scriptures diligently because you think that in them you'll have eternal life. You think that you'll just be a better person if you read the Bible. That's not, that's true. But Jesus says, these are the very scriptures that testify about me. Reading the Bible is not about getting smarter about the Bible. That will happen. That will be a natural byproduct. But the, here, leave that scripture up. But the purpose of reading the Bible is to learn about Jesus. They're about him. And so when I read the Bible, I get closer to Jesus. When I read the Bible, I begin to look more like Jesus. I begin to act more like Jesus. I begin to do things that Jesus wants me to do. And that's what the Bible is about. They testify about Jesus. That's what this is about. So don't study scripture so that you can look smart or seem smart because guess who you'll impress? Pharisees, you'll impress religious people. The Bible's not about that. The Bible wants to transform you, get you closer to God. So please don't just study it so you can look good and be smart. That's not the point. Study it so you can become closer to Jesus. Here's a few tools that you can use. I added this too late. They're not on the screen, but just listen. That you can use to actually study your Bible. So beyond reading it, you might go, okay, I've read this, but I don't really understand what I'm reading. I don't really get it. It seems too heady for me. Like, I don't understand how these words are written. Well, there's a few things that you can do. I wanna give you some tools right now that are gonna help you study the Bible. And all, most of these are gonna be free. All right, one of these is gonna require purchase but all the rest of them are free. The first one is this, the YouVersion Bible app. Y'all hear me talk about it all the time. Um, we actually, you can set our church 
church as your home church. And every Monday morning, I will send you a new Bible plan that will push right to your phone. You'll get a notification on your phone if that's turned on. And it'll say, hey, here's your feature plan. It's gonna be something like how to stop worrying how to have a better marriage. They're super easy and they're typically four or five days long. And that'll help explain to you what you're reading. So the YouVersion Bible app is one of them. The second one is an app and it's a website. It's called Blue Letter Bible. Blue Letter Bible. This is a free resource. And and if you wanna get like super deep on the app, you can press and hold any word in the Bible and it'll tell you the original Greek, the meaning of it. Like it'll get super nerdy if that's what you want. It also has commentaries built in if you want to dive deeper. It's just got more tools that you can use to where you can read about what you're reading about and it'll help explain it. The next one is something that it is free. It can cost money, but you can get a free version of it. This next tool is something that we use every single week to prepare messages. Now we bought it and for us it was a lot of money, but we use it every single week to help prepare. It's called Logos, L-O-G-O-S. That's also an app on your phone. It's on your computer, everything. And it's similar to Blue Letter Bible, except it can do a lot more, okay? So if you wanna dive in deep, you can do that. And then the last thing I would tell you is this. Go buy a study Bible. Now, if you're new and you don't know, um, you, this, this is not a study Bible. This is just a normal Bible. A study Bible, which the one Ryan has, there you go, it's a big fella, all right? Those things are really big. I actually bought one this week uh, to study with. And um, you can actually go to a place that just opened up in Rivergate. It's called the Christian Publishers Outlet. And it's right by, uh, what's that place? Bed Bath & Beyond, um, Cigar Club, if you know what that is, or... Gabe's, that's what, it's right next door to Gabe's. That's what it is. And the cookout, that's what I was trying to say. Um, it's, all, it's in that little shopping center. And this is an outlet where you can buy stuff, I mean, like half off. So a study Bible would typically run you like 80 bucks. You can find one for 40 bucks there. And uh, you, I don't think they're open on Sundays. I think they open at noon on Sundays. Um, but I've been there twice. I actually bought all of our kids a Bible this week and they've been doing their quiet times to, if they wanna play video games or something, they gotta spend time with God first. And, uh, and so they got to go pick out their Bibles, but you could go there today, get you a Bible. It is very cheap. The Christian Publishers Outlet. And you could go... And you could study God's word and do that. And it'll make it come to life. It is wild. And maybe for you, if you're new, I would encourage you to get a life application study Bible. What that's gonna do is that's gonna help you go, okay, how do I take what I learned and how do I apply that to my life? The Bible says that we don't just hear God's word, we do God's word. So if you can apply it to your life, you can do God's word. So I want you to love God's word. I want you to learn God's word. Last thing. I want you to live God's word. Live the word of God. It says this, Psalm 119, how can a young person stay on the path of purity? By living according to your word. I seek you with all my heart. Don't let me stray away from your Bible, the commands. I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. So how do you live God's word? Listen to me, this is complicated. How do you live God's word? You do what it says. It's easy. It's easier said than done. But if you wanna live God's word, find out what his word says and do it. That's how your life is gonna change. That's how your marriage is gonna be better. That's how you're gonna have help raising your kids. That's how you're gonna be a better leader at work. That's how you're gonna be a better mom. That's how you're gonna be a better father is you do 
what the Bible says. Do what the Bible says. So here's what we're gonna do, okay? We're gonna do something, we're gonna end a little different than we normally do, okay? But don't worry, it's gonna be okay, all right? I want us leaving here today memorizing a verse. And we might do this every single week, do a different verse every single week. So I'm gonna put a verse up on the screen. Next one, there you go. And I want us to read this out loud together. We're gonna read it out loud twice, and then we're gonna take it off. We're gonna say it together once, and then I'm gonna let go of the mic, and y'all are gonna say it once without help. Can y'all do that? Now, this is on your notes. Don't be cheating up in church, okay? It'll be very expensive to fix when lightning strikes this building. I'm joking. That is not in the Bible. That will not happen, okay? Actually, the Bible, the earth would open up and wait, I'm joking. That's, that is in the Bible, but that won't happen. The Lord Jesus died on the cross, satisfied the wrath of God. Come on now. Uh, but I want us to read this a couple times and, uh, and then I'm gonna take it off and we're gonna do it a couple times. Here we go. Your word is... This is pitiful. Time out. Hold up. Like you mean it. All right. So talk normal. You don't have to, you don't have to, oh, your word is, talk normal. Don't shout, but talk normal. Here we go. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Psalm 119, 105. Let's do it again. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Psalm 119, 105. Take it off. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Psalm 119, 105. Now it's your turn. Your word is a lamp to I'm my checking. feet and a light to my path. Psalm 119, 105. Beautiful. All right. Great job. You just memorized a part of the Bible. Give yourselves a hand. That's amazing. Give yourselves a hand. That's amazing. Come on. There we go. Lord, help us. Is it too hot in here? I mean, my gosh, I feel like I'm, I'm putting y'all to sleep today. Hey, real quick, y'all bow your heads and close your eyes before we, we leave today. <clears throat> Maybe today your next step needs to be this week, I'm going to read one chapter in my Bible every day. If that's you, start with John. Just start there. It'll transform your life. Maybe for you, you came in here and you haven't been to church in a while, but you feel like God is calling you home right now. And you feel like, man, I need to either uh, repent of my life and I need to give my life to Jesus for the very first time. Or maybe for you, you need to come back to Jesus today. And if you wanna ask Jesus in your life or uh, you wanna just, man, rededicate your life to God, I wanna give you that opportunity to do that right now because I think it's important for us to recognize that. When we can go, God, I need you in my life. I can't do this without you. And if that's you today, I wanna pray for you. On the count of three, no one's looking around, just raise your hand so I can pray for you today. Here we go, one, two, three. If that's you, raise your hand, I see you. Come on, I see you, put your hands down. If you want to give your life to Jesus today, you can say this. You can say, dear God, I need you. I need you to come into my life. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for dying for me. I invite you in. And in the best way I know how, I will live for you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Come on, give God one more hand in this place, guys. It's awesome. Thank you.